Welcome to A Handful of Hope, where we bring you heart-to-heart conversations with heart-centered people. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of A Handful of Hope. I'm so happy and grateful to have Kaylee here with us today, who's a speaker, entrepreneur, wife, and mom of three wild and amazing kiddos. She's a passionate influencer who lives to see others truly walk in their full potential. Kaylee's the founder of the online Thrive Community for Women that empowers and equips moms, wives, and career women alike to get unstuck from cycles of anxiety and frustration and access greater peace and fulfillment in their daily lives. Kaylee has overcome chronic depression and anxiety and is thankful to get to share keys to her own transformative journey with others looking to access greater levels of clarity and abundance in their life. Kaylee, welcome and thank you so much for being here. Oh, Jesse, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, gosh, me too. Like, this has just been, I feel like we've had just such an awesome conversation beforehand. And this is just, I, I think already you're such a, such a blessing to hold space with. And I'm mm-hmm. excited to really dive into this because we were talking before about the idea of that, you know, so much of the stuff that hampers and holds us back, fear, stress, anxiety, one of the yeah. things that, and you said it so eloquently, and I'm hoping you can expand on this, that it can, it can feel so almost overwhelming because we feel like we're underneath it. Yeah. Like we can't give up, get above it. Can you, can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah. So, um, you know, we were just talking about how in the face of adversity, right? Um, adversity really, it can be, it can be a gift or it can be a curse. And I, I really believe that each of us holds the power inside of us to decide which it will be. Ultimately, it's a conscious choice. Um, and in the face of squeezing, right, um, that we're all experiencing right now, I mean, we don't have to even really go into it. It's unprecedented levels of um, uncertainty and just craziness going on in the world. Um, even beyond COVID, you know, the other things that are just coming to light, if you follow kind of what's going on. Um, it's really, truly wild times that we're living in and we're all feeling it. Um, businesses are shutting down, right? Like we're entrepreneurs. We've had to revamp the whole way that we do things um, in, in key areas of, of the businesses that we run. And we've got small kids, you know, we've, we've, we're watching relational stuff go on all around us. That's just crazy. People are feeling it. And yeah. I love that we're going through it together. Um, it's not, isolated at all. Um, and I, I love that. It's just like any, any worldwide or nationwide crisis, right? Where you, you really see people come out on the other side and that sense of unity and togetherness because we're all going through something tough together. So I just, I'm thankful for the opportunity that we all have time to do things like we're doing right now and connect, you know, like person to person, people to people, um, and just have authentic conversation about the things that matter because ultimately at the end of the day, like we're all going to walk through adversity one way, shape, form or another. And we each have our stories, right? We each have the things that we've gone through and we've had to go through and overcome, you know, to be here today. Um, and what I've learned in my journey and I'm, I'm growing and learning every day, but one of the key things that I've learned in my journey to experiencing freedom and overcoming um, probably some of the worst, you know, emotional bondage that a a person could go through 
Um, Self-help will only take us so far, right? Like there's only so many like tips, tools, and strategies that we can implement in our day-to-day -day life and the way that we do things and the way that we approach life, um, you know, to, to get really truly where we need to be. And I think that when you, when you're in a time like we're in right now and the costs are higher, like we're all feeling the weight because we're talking about the ways that we provide for ourselves. We're talking about um, our individual freedoms. We're talking about financial stability and just st world stability to be able to, you know, do life and, and do the things that we, we love and that the things that we feel like we're called to do as people and make the contributions we feel like we're called to give as people, you know, the costs are high because we're seeing those key areas of our lives as human beings being affected. And when the costs go up, the weight gets heavier and the weight of that pressure is really forcing us to look at, you know, some of the things, you know, maybe going on inside that have been holding us back. And I think when you're experiencing anxiety or um, frustration or a sense of hopelessness or a sense of just feeling stuck or you, you don't have clarity, you can't really see where you're going or connect with what you feel like you need to connect with to move forward, you know, that's what I call just being underneath it. You know, mm. it's one thing to experience those thoughts, feelings, emotions. Um, it's another to have them completely weigh you down and define your life. So, you know, I think it's, it's a tough time, but it's also a wonderful gift to have the opportunity to really, I mean, there's not really a choice, right? Like you get squeezed, it comes out, you have to, you have to kind of deal with it. Right. So I, I think that's a lot of, of what we're facing and feeling right now individually, but also like collectively as people. How do we start to get out from underneath it? Because I, I love that you acknowledge that there really is, there's only so many tips, tools, tactics that we can take on at any given time. And is it a matter of, you know, taking some of those that we have taken on and implementing, how do we begin to get out from underneath that? that you know I almost like as we're talking the image that comes to mind is I have I'm seeing like a fog line yeah right? where you're right. where it's literally this divided fog line that has gone over and if you can get above it you can start to see you can see the past yeah. you, can see the trees, you can see the you can it's see really the road yeah. but when you're underneath it you can't even see maybe your hand when it's held out in front of you so how do we how do we begin to rise above that no, you can't, you can't see anything. You can't see anything. I love that analogy. You can't see anything under the fog line. You can't. And you, the other thing you can't see in that place is opportunity, you know, when it's looking at you um, or when you're presented with it, because a lot of times we're in so much fear, you know, that even like opportunities feel burdensome, you know? And, um, you know, for me, I, I was like the self-help girl. I mean, I'm, um, I'm one of those people who will literally, you know, I'm very driven. I'm very, I'm very much type A. I will want to figure it out, analyze and implement, you know, and it's like, give it to me and I'll do it. But, um, you know, when you're, when you're under the weight of something that's so strong that it, it literally immobilizes you um, and you might not even know where it's coming from. Cause that's, I lived there for, for quite a long time um, in my struggle you know, out of anxiety, depression, and, and even panic, um, chronic panic, you know, I just, I had no idea where it was coming from. And it was like, no matter what I did, um, 
I couldn't seem to rise above it. Right. It's like, I would feel like I would take maybe three steps forward and then like two steps back again, over and over and over again. And the key to freedom for me really, honestly, truly, um, was number one, the Lord, you know, understanding that, you know, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. Cause we, in that place, you know, I, the isolation is for me, it, I know, and other people I've talked to have gone through similar journeys, you know, the isolation in and of itself is such a huge, tremendous source of the pain, um, and the fear that we feel. Um, but in that it's like beginning to understand your identity and who you are. I believe it, it, that is the number one factor because you, if you believe you are victorious and power and, and innately powerful, if you believe that about yourself, you will live consistently with that belief, right? You'll take action that really truly models that belief without having to think about what you're doing, right? But if you believe, if you don't believe you're strong, you don't believe you have what it takes to overcome whatever it is you're facing, um, those things that you're facing will inevitably overwhelm, overwhelm you, right? It's kind of like the analogy we were talking about, like, you know, in, in the face of squeezing intention and trial and challenge, like in that squeezing, that's when we see what really comes out. It's just like when you're making juice and you, and you squeeze an orange to get the orange juice out. Like, how do you get the juice out of an orange? Well, you squeeze it. How do you get juice out of a lemon? Well, you squeeze it. Like, that's how you know what's inside of something is when you squeeze it. So if we say we believe one thing, but then we're squeezed and we live out another, mm -hmm. we don't really believe what we say we believe you know? And so I was faced with that conflict in my life. Um, I would, I, I had a belief, right? I had a belief, but that I thought I really truly believed, but then in the face of squeezing, I was constantly confronted, well, with a different fact. And, um, when I really began to embrace, um, the identity of an overcomer and the identity of one who is victorious because of who God says I am, that's when I began to see the breakthrough hmm. that actually lasted and stuck, you know, and I think we can all relate to that because there's moments where we can kind of swim up to the surface of the fog line and we get some air, but then adversity hits and somehow, some way we just kind of sink back down underneath and we find ourselves seeking out. We do this cyclical thing where we come up for air, but then somehow, you know, we're back down again and it's like, the scenery, it's like, <laughs> I could think of something that would probably not be appropriate to sound on camera, but it's like the same oh, scenario, totally different day. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, same scenario, different day. Like, the scenery changes, the, you know, the circumstances might look different, but the same inner conflict is going on inside, right? And that's what we've got to really deal with, to walk in the fullness, right, of who, who we're called to be and what we're called to do, because we're each created for something amazing, Right. And, um, it's, I just feel like it's so important. Yeah. You know, there's something you're saying in there that I, I want to hone in on. I, what I'm yeah. hearing is like how critical belief is to yeah. be able to rise above the fog line and stay above it. So we're not doing the, you were, you were, you were kind enough not to say it. I'll say it. Same shit, different day. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I was thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so true. It's I so did true. tell you, I did tell you beforehand, my, my favorite, my favorite TV show is South Park. So that's about my maturity oh, okay, for certain things. Oh, we're good. Yeah. Uh, but I should actually give that as a disclaimer for people so they know they have freedom with language on here. Okay, cool. <laughs> so how important belief is in rising yeah. above? 
And I heard you kind of highlight a few of them. And I imagine for some people that when we're trying to, let's keep with that kind of analogy metaphor there, we're trying to get out of the fog and we're trying to stay above mm -hmm. the clouds, stay above the fog, yeah. that the belief that we can, that may seem like a lot when we're there looking up and it seems like it's so far out of reach. We don't see the mountain. We don't see the path. We don't see the opportunities, like you said. You also said something in there about uh, recognizing and believing that you're not alone. And I thought that was so powerful too, because so much fear and anxiety and stress stems from that notion that when we're in it, you know, you were talking to me before we started recording about grief. And one of the challenges with grief is, right, it's, it's the same notion that when we're in it, when we're in the throes of it, it yeah. really feels like we're on the island by ourselves. Nobody can understand. No one can relate. Even if they do say they can understand, sometimes that almost seems more like, no, you know, you really don't because the pain right. is so foreign to us. Right. So with belief being such a critical mm -hmm. piece, is there a belief that we should try to hone in on and focus on believing that belief to start to maybe give us the momentum to be able to get that journey out of the fog? Mm, I think um, the number one, you know, the number one thing that I, I began to really embrace, I think where I, I really started to, right. Cause I think what you're saying is true. It's like when you're, when you're in that place, it's like, you're in the tunnel and you have tunnel vision. <laughs> yeah. 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 You, know, you can't, you have to, you have to kind of give yourself a break. Like, how are you supposed to see beyond the tunnel when you're in the tunnel? You can't. Right. But we all do kind of, we all do kind of look for innately as humans because we're designed to survive. We're designed to overcome. It's, it's in our DNA. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's literally in our DNA. And we will literally, no matter how thick the tunnel, you know, we'll look for the light. And, um, I think the light at the end really is if you can begin to kind of your mind and hopefully your heart around the notion that wherever you are, you know, whatever, whatever life has looked like up until now, you know, whatever it looks like now, um, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be your story. You know, it doesn't have to be where you stay. You know, it doesn't have to be um, what defines you the rest of your life. And I, I honestly believe that that is probably the most fundamental question. And it, it's in line with the identity piece. It, it's, you know, just what I've been through and the, the hard things that I've experienced, maybe even the things that I can't even put words to because they're so painful. Maybe you don't even have words for them. And that's painful in and of itself, right? To not be able to put words around the pain you feel. Um, but no matter what it is, it's like, does that define you or does something else define you? Like where, where do you become defined as a person? Because if, if you're defined by the pain, if you're defined by the loss, if you're defined by the trauma, if you're defined by, you know, what people have said about you or what the circumstances you've walked through, what people have done to you, you know, what's happened to you. If, if that's where you glean your identity and then you're, you're probably going to continue to live out the same suffering that you've gone through, you know, but if you can begin to believe and, and place some hope in and hopefully grow to believe, you know, the truth, which is you're not defined by those things. You were created for more. You were created to overcome. 
you know, you were created to not only be victorious, but then to help bring other people, you know, into that same victory. You know, that, that for me was the light in, in the deepest, darkest, you know, place of my, the tunnel I had to walk through was, I don't have to be defined by what I've been through. And the challenges I've, I've faced, even the things I haven't been able to get free from yet, like that doesn't define who I am. I can, I can live more than that. I can, I can rise above. Like it's actually possible for me to rise above that because I'm made for more than that. Like, I, I don't know, that brought me so much hope, you know, mm-hmm. that brought me so much hope. And, and then, you know, it, it's like you, God is so good. Like he won't give you more than you can handle at the time. And I think, you know, sometimes like you were saying, like even somebody saying they can relate to you in that place of pain, it's like, no, no, you really don't understand. Or, um, even, even hearing that you're made for more when you feel so overwhelmed and, and like, you can't, you're not capable of more of more than just surviving. Maybe, you know, maybe, um, it's to that level. I, I know what that feels like. It's like, I can't imagine anything else right now. Right. Like, don't give me anything else to do. I don't want to be victorious. I'm, I'm having the hardest time I could ever imagine having, but, um, but I, I really believe like the belief that you're made for more than where you've been or what's held you back up to this point. Um, you know, that's worth, that's worth grabbing, you know, that's worth really, really exploring. You mentioned the, you said it so well too, is that it's almost like when you get, you know, the lights there, you're, and you, we, we enter into the tunnels of life and we trust that lights on the other side, right? And so many of us, we may feel like we're in a tunnel or we're under the fog. And it can seem so long. And it's amazing how we're in that, when we're in a panicked fear state, uh, we're feeling stress, we're feeling anxiety, short windows of time can seem like they stretch on for eternity. Yeah. Right? So right now, this, this period of time, it can feel like, you know, it can seem like it's forever. Whereas over the course of our life, if we're blessed to live 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 years, it's really a blink of an eye, but in the time going through it, when you're feeling those emotions, it's so intense. And then yeah. I, you said something about when you start to feel hope. Mm. What should people do when they start to feel that? And, I, I, and it's a, it might seem like a strange question to ask, but I don't know if a lot of people necessarily understand the correlation between feeling the emotion and then taking an action to support mm. the emotion, right? Yeah. Right. When, so when you were in your time and you would, you got that sense where you finally got that, that glimpse or that feeling, that jolt of hope, what was it that you did? Yeah. I think, um, the power of our declaration is really important. Right. And, um, I call this faithing it till you make it like faith it till you make it. Um, right. Because like by faith, we actually, as humans have the ability to speak out into existence the, the realm we want to walk in, right? So if I'm overcome by depression um, and I can't see the way out, but I begin to latch on to this hope-filled idea that maybe I'm made for more than this, right? Maybe there's a way that I can live my day-to-day life on top of this instead of underneath it. So what I, do, what I did in, in that place for me was I began to write out you know, what I began to see is is the truth for me, which was, you know, I'm made for more than this. I don't have to stay here. 
You know, I don't have to live my life here. I don't have to be defined by this. I don't have to be defined by what's back there. I am moving forward. God says I'm made for more. He says that I, that's where I, my truth comes from. So he says I'm made for more. He says I'm victorious. And even though I see nothing of the victory around me right now, and I feel nothing of the victory around me, I feel the complete opposite, totally way down underneath it. I am going to begin to declare and use the power of my voice and my declaration to see that come to being. So that is the first thing that I did and continue to do um, because we, we are all going to continue on that journey of growth and we're all going to continue to hit adversity. And that's become a lifetime um, strategy, you know, just for living at my full potential um, through this time in COVID. It was like, you know, and I was telling you, Jesse, like if we walked through this time several years ago, either my husband or me would not be here right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The other one. We were not in a healthy place to say the least. Um, and we're able to be so grateful to, to have been brought to the place that we are um, and going through this now because there've been, you know, there's been some colorful days and we've, we're, I think we're all kind of relating to that right now. Aren't we like, yeah. you know, mom's like, my mom and friends on Facebook are like, I just ran in my closet and I just cried today. Like, it's okay. You know, it's like, I can't relate to that. Like there's overwhelming moments, right? Where yeah. it's like, how am I going to do this? Like, this is physically, humanly impossible <laughs> right now. Right. And then whatever it is that we battled is just right there. Right. Like anxiety, fear, depression, panic. Ah, yeah. Right? And it's like, well, what do you do in that, in that moment? That's the defining moment because that's where we have the decision and the power to say, no, huh. no. Kelly, do you feel like you're, this, when you were saying with you and your husband and going to that challenging time in 2016, yeah. and you said you're so grateful, do you find that you're grateful because, because you went through those challenging times, it prepared you better to go through this challenging time? Mm. Yes. Yes, I do. Um, not only the challenge, right, that you grow from when you choose, when you choose to make it an opportunity. And for us, it was a, it was a full on, I had, I had nothing. I had nothing in me that, that could fight anymore. Mm. By the time we hit that point, um, in our marriage in 2016, I was completely done. I had, I had really honestly, truly reached the end of my road. Um, I had the opportunity to kind of, actually, it's so funny. I had the opportunity to share this with a friend unsolicited um, before this conversation today. I was at the end of the end of the end of me. Um, and my marriage was literally falling apart before my eyes with two small babies. And um, honestly, it, that, that aspect of it, I can't explain it to you in any other way other than to say like Jesus himself came and went like this and it would not let us go. Hmm. That's what happened for us. I, I don't, I don't really have any other words because I had said, I had said, I'm done. He was done. Like we were done. There's no other way to explain it, but like it is literally a miracle that we're still, we're not only married, but we're thriving. Hmm. You know, we've got a daughter, our kids are thriving, like our family is thriving. We are, we move in team, we're one, we're connected on every level. Like God has literally transformed um, our hearts and our marriage. People before don't recognize us now. I'll say that. Like 
you know, like we had a geographical change. So we don't, we're not in connection with many of the people that we were in connection before that happened. But um, the ones who knew us like kind of before that, and you know, that, that like we bump into, you know, like they're like, they don't recognize us. Mm. Um, and coming through that. So I, I get your question and I'm like, oh man, like that's so interesting because it wasn't even the challenge that like strengthened. It wasn't that challenge that strengthened me. Cause that was like, I'm at the end of my road. If God doesn't do something like we're done after that. Um, cause my husband completely transformed, um, after that point, like he had an encounter with God and he looks totally different than he did before. And we were able to begin actually working through the deeper issues that were causing so much destruction and turmoil in our life and literally making it impossible um, to continue. Um, that's when I began, um, feeling the worst of the worst in my, per like my, mo my mental, emotional health. Right. Um, and I, that was when I had to face up. So the challenge for me that, um, and I think really that strengthened wasn't, wasn't necessarily our marriage falling apart because we had nothing to do with that getting better. It was after that, that we got healed and we were able to really deal with, the stuff on the inside that was holding us back from our destiny, if that makes sense. So having to face up with, cause right, my marriage was broken. So in, the, in that place, there's fear, anxiety, panic, depression, right? Okay. Well, what happens when all of a sudden like God heals your marriage and you have a brand new husband, but then you're still feeling all those things like what's going on. Right. So that was my journey from 2016 to early 2019 was really beginning to walk through, well, what are the roots, you know, in this stuff that I don't feel like I'm able to break free from. Okay. The idea, the concept, the notion that I'm made for more and can overcome this, you know, mm -hmm. and that, that journey of overcoming, you know, and he was right there with me, but really it was, it was my stuff at this point um, that was holding us back. Um, from 2016 through 2019, um, that's what we're looking at each other saying now, like if COVID would have happened at any point between 2016 and 2019, um, wouldn't be talking to Jesse today. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah. So it's pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible. And I, I really feel like you know, no matter what, you know, no matter what your background is, you know, some people here, here talk about God and they're like, you know, I've, I've been there, done that, didn't work for me. That's, we have, we have our own decision, you know, to make in terms of what we do with, um, with that, but there's truth you can't get around. If you, and it's, you know, I learned this, I learned this from the Bible. Like if you know who you are, you will live consistently with that identity, whether it's, mm -hmm. I am, I'm powerful and I can overcome whatever comes my way because it's who I am or the stuff that's going on around or inside of me is too powerful for me to overcome. Like that, I really believe that that is the choice that we have to make. That is the question that we have to answer now more than ever because we're facing unprecedented times and not only like our lives depend on the answer to that question, but then so do the ones you know, that we're, we're called to impact and we're called to, um, really, really influence, you know, and, and, um, yeah. So. Okay, we just have a few seconds left. I want to ask you one more question. Where do you look for, for hope today? 
Yeah. Um, hmm. So my, my hope comes from what's set me free, right? Like, you know, I, oh, I'm so sorry. I keep doing this thing. Um, yeah, I, where do I look? I just see it. I just see it all around. I think, um, I just, I see it all around. Like I find, I feel hope right now having an amazing conversation, um, with someone like you today who I've never met. I've never met. I got connected to you from a friend. I've had the opportunity to learn about you and, and find, find who you are and what you're doing. And I, I feel like it's amazing. And I find hope in the fact that as people, I can, and if you can, if you study history, I'm not a huge history buff, but I do like to study like the way people respond, especially like collectively to situations. We were talking a little bit about like 9-11 and other um, national or global crises where you see humanity, you know, rise up um, in the face of that. And you come on the other, you come out on the other side of that adversity, adversity that you experience collectively, you know, as a nation or like today as a world. Um, and you have that renewed sense of unity, right. And connectivity that you didn't have before because mm -hmm. we're all going through something really difficult together and watching people like no matter what they believe, right. Cause we talk about a lot about beliefs and how that influences, you know, our lives. And it's so true, but it's like, no matter what you believe, it's like, you can't deny the fact that we as people are rising up in this hour right? Like I watch you, I, I listen to your story and I'm blown away. It's like you, you've got this platform and you've been on this journey and you know, right now, like you're just, you just want to, you just want to, basically you're laying down your whole platform for others and to, and to give them space and to hold space for other people. But it's, it's even geared in it's in its message and its nature toward empowering and serving people. Like, that's amazing. That's amazing. Like you're, you're not, you're not doing, you're not running around scrapping for what you can get. Like you're making the conscious choice in the face of the same tension we're all feeling to choose others over yourself. Like that brings me hope. I, I see it on my, my neighborhood street. Like our I'm watching our neighbors do it, you know, in the different ways that like we're caring for each other and preferring each other over ourselves. And I'm so inspired. I'm so inspired by even in the face of some of the most tremendous adversity and, and kind of darkness that seems to be surfacing during this hard time, it's like the good in people is just rising above that. And I love that. That gives me hope. That's incredible. Everyone, you're going to want to rewatch and re-listen. I, I, there was a couple different metaphors in here that I think are so powerful, whether it's under the fog or in the tunnel looking for the light for you, whatever it is, whether it's trying to rise above the fog or move towards the light, each and every one of them is applicable for you and maybe where you're at during this time or where you could end up in another time. I love the notion that it starts with the belief that when you're under pressure, what's, you know, what your squeeze is, what's going to come out. And really ultimately we have the opportunity to decide who we are, not yeah. what we are, not where we are, but who we are who we are and who we want to be and who we want to be, not just through this time, but who we want to be going forward. 
And I think something that's really incredible about this time is who we were before this and who we will be tomorrow can be, can mm. be a completely different person. And it starts with a decision. It starts with a belief. So you may be facing circumstances of uncertainty. You may be in a position where you're thriving, but you're still uncertain about what your customer base or your, the world will be tomorrow. But you can still always decide who you choose to be during that time. And start to believe in that. Hold that belief. Know that you're not alone in your uncertainty. Know that you're not alone in some of the darker feelings that you may feel and you may not want to admit. That there's others that are feeling it too. That in of itself, the belief that you're not alone and the belief of who you can be, can be ultimately what you need to propel you through the tunnel, rise above the fog. And that adversity has a gift too. You know, consider that the challenges that you may be going through today they just may serve you for a challenge in the future that when that challenge comes around, you have gained so much strength, so much resilience, and so much mm -hmm. compassion and understanding that you are ready to walk through the fire and emerge from it on the other side completely unburned. Okay, this has been absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for sharing with us your magic, your gift, your heart. What a blessing this has been. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Jesse. Thank you so much. Absolutely. We will see you next time, everyone, on another edition of A Handful of Hope. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you are finding value in these conversations, please rate and review on Apple, Google, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite place is to listen to